Hello and welcome back to Fashion Pod 101. My name is Rachel Sadler and in today's episode I'm going to be sharing with you my top tips on how you can buy designer vintage clothes. So this is a YouTube video that I recorded this year in July, July the 11th to to be precise. So let's get straight into it shall we? Hello YouTube, welcome back to my channel. Thank you so much for joining me again. I am blown away that you're still here so I really, really want to say a big thank you. So uh, if you don't know by now, my name is Rachel Sadler and I'm the owner of Ada's Attic Vintage. Um, in today's video, I'm going to be sharing with you some of my knowledge that I've learned over the past six years um, from uh, running and building up my vintage shop. Um, on what vintage designs that you should be buying if you want to sort of invest your money now and see a good return in the future if you ever decide to sell because let's face it, they're hard to let go, aren't they? So I've got a selection of um, two piles of clothes here surrounded by vintage clothing. It's a dream. Olive's just on the floor there. You're here. I'm there. No, that's not right. <laughs> but we get the gist, don't we? So should we just get down to it? So now I don't buy a label just because it's a label because I don't like to do that, I just like to buy things that I like. So everything that I buy, I like for their design, and if they happen to be a label, that is extra good, obviously. Now, if you are, if you've watched some of my previous videos, and um, like my previous vintage shopping tip videos, you'll see that I'll give you a selection of ways that you can actually uh, buy vintage. Um, if you have taken my advice and gone to a charity shop, um, it does always make me chuckle what they class as a design label. You'll often see Topshop and ASOS in there, um, and then other brands that we refer to as um, design labels, like Max Mara, things that are actually really are design labels, but maybe not what as so well known would class as just you know, run-of-the-mill stuff, but not like designer, Topshop and ASOS. So that does always make me smirk. So it is always worth having a rummage and looking around everywhere because you never know what you'll find because, because some of the most collectible vintage designers are very scarce and hence would be very unknown. So um, if you're just starting out um, and you're not really sure where to go, you want to make sure that you're not going to get ripped off because obviously if someone just know what it is, it's going to be a bit of a high price point. Um, one of the best resources I have found uh, in the past, and I use every day now, is VintageFashionGuild.org. Now that has a vast, vast, vast label resource on there. It will show you um, labels from loads of millions of different designers that you've probably never heard of. Some obviously that you would have done, Burberry, Burberry, Chanel, all that. Um, it will all be on there documented. It will give you actual visuals of um, real labels and sometimes they'll sh actually give you visuals for fakes as well so it's a really good site uh, I'll write it in the, in the um, description below so you can uh, go and check it out I really do recommend you're just going to have a look on there if you are thinking about moving into the designer vintage uh, field uh, it is a really good resource and it's something that I use every day so I'm going to just start showing you a few pieces now and things I look at so I can so when I know it's something a little bit special. So as you can see, we have this very cool, very 80s uh, gold metallic shirt on. Now, I love this shirt because this is separate, which also makes me feel like if this has survived, someone has taken good care of this, haven't they? So they've made sure it's been kept with it. It's in lovely condition. It's a very sort of silky feeling metallic fabric, which is rare for this sort of finish because usually, especially with it being older, this is from the 80s, it can be a bit scratchy sometimes, but this is very soft to feel. And I love the buttons. Now, it looks like a cupboard button, doesn't it? It's not, it's actually a popper. That 
intrigued me that did. I mean, it is a designer label as well, but I forgot what it's called. I'll comment below. I forgot what it's called, sorry. Um, and I just like the way that it comes in at the waist, so you can see. Um, and yeah, so the for, so the things that I looked out for this piece was the fact that the, the uh, fastening is always a key thing. The better the fastening, the better quality the uh, garment is in general. And if it does have a separate piece like this, you often see dresses with belt loops and no be um, belts. Usually they would have come with a belt. Um, it is always key that they've been well looked after and maintained. And also the quality of the material as well. If it's something silky, it's usually going to be a better name. Also, I like wearing this silk, this silk, this around the waist. Kind of wish that I could have worn this out to that Hindi that I went to a few weeks ago. Right. I, a thing with vintage as well, I'm always learning. You always come across a uh, design that you've never heard of before. Uh, last year I had the most amazing um, black Bill Gibb sort of knitted poncho uh, kimono cape top. I'm doing this because it had a lot of movement to it. It was amazing. I'd never heard of Bill Gibb before. Shame on me. He's, he's a huge British designer around the 70s, slightly overlooked in comparison to like Bieber and things that we would instantly know. Um, but I did my research, went on that website, vintagefashionguild.org, and I was blown away that I didn't know him. So you're always, always, always learning, and obviously Google is our friend, isn't it? If it's not on there, because sometimes I have come across pieces that aren't on there, I would go onto eBay and just search to see if anyone else has information on the listing, or Etsy, I'd use that as a resource as well, because um, another vintage seller might have already found the piece by them and have found their research out themselves. So they're also good research points as well. Um, but obviously Vintage Fashion Guild is by far the best. Um, this little dress here, 80s again. Now, you probably can't see on. Oh yeah, there you go, look, it goes in at the waist. It's got a beautiful pleat detailing. That there is going to be so flattering on. So I instantly thought, hmm, nice. Then uh, it's all silk. It has the ribbed cuff detail. And then I did actually recognise this brand, Jean and Martin Palat. Now, I'm going to show you this label because this is an excellent example. On the camera. See there. Now, lovely, lovely label. Nice, thick quality. As you can see the finger going. Then lift it up, highly embroidered. Embroidered labels are always a good sign that you're on to a winner because um, you're not going to have an embroidered label if it's nothing special and that is also a good proof that, that it's vintage because you don't get very many embroidered labels now if you shop on the boring high street, do you? So um, that's another key um, sort of indicator for you. Again, like I said, it's got great fabric. Now, um, this is another example. So it's a really super little cute skirt suit. Now, this is a designer skirt skirt suit by... Oh my God, I can't speak, can I? So I'm never gonna be able to say this. Wanda Zaglika. That sounded pretty good to me, but I'll write below so you can actually see and tell me how to say it, because I'm sure I've done that wrong. Wanda Zaglika, London. Now, this is a good example as well because this shows another another way to detect that something's of a good quality. The fact that the skirt is fully lined. Highly decorative pieces. So it's got lots of embroidery which would have had to been hand stitched on. 
and here's a little jacket and then matching on the cropped jacket and it's done, been done on the collar which is just so cute isn't it and the sleeves now look at the fastening on this I do undo one side and then I'll show you it's so soft it's actually slipping off my leg <laughs> who needs to be able to touch something here with a description about that so this is a cute little jacket and then here the hide your modesty is just a little bit of fabric that's been put in using poppers it's just so lovely it's really really pretty let me just check to see if i can find a Label in it, just totally gone. The fabric. Definitely a linen on the outside. It feels like silk to be honest on the inside, it's so soft. Now, as, unfortunately, that is a lot that is common with the vintage clothing. They, they, there was no need, there was no legal requirement like you have now to put, um, like material in material label inside a piece of clothing so uh, it's often done by touch i'm afraid now but it's just so soft that i don't know i'm showing you actually you can't see how soft it is but it's lovely it feels like a silk blend and with a quality label like this so i hadn't heard of her before but because i was out and about and i saw how decorative and pretty these pieces were i thought i was onto something special so i just googled her and she came up straight away so that is really good Now, I had heard of this before, but I was asking her on the day and telling her what I bought, and she hadn't, and my mum is down with it. She's shopping beaver people. No, she didn't keep any of it. I have forgiven her, I don't know how though. But it's a different subject, so we should just move on. So, House of Worth, London. Come in, if you want. Come on, camera. There you go. So it's got a beautiful, um, there you go, cross um, tight front detail with like the tassel ends. And then it's so beautiful, this velvet fabric, so soft with a beautiful cross hatch detail to it. Is that all you can see it really well there? And then a wonderful, quite large, really, seeing how delicate the zip is with it again, is um, shows you how old it is. So obviously, it has. Uh, technology is progressive so things have got smaller um little cropped jacket now i had heard of this i knew it was a very 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 old brand i think it started in the 1800s um and it does have that sort of edwardian vibe to this outfit and it's just amazing so pretty instantly as soon as i touched it it felt it feels like silk velvet not that horrible polyester stuff that you can get now and the, the detailing with all the broding work is exquisite and it's, again it's in such great condition i really like the little neck line here so all those things made me think oh you're on to winner here rach uh, and then i checked out obviously the label now it's quite crudely sewn in this one which again um if it's more of a modern designer i would say you need to be a bit wary of it if uh with a piece like this because this is very old this piece that uh, fits into the era when it would have been made because it would have been hand stitched in. So if you are buying a piece from like a really well known designer which has obviously a lot of forgeries in it, so we'll use the example of Chanel, you really need to be careful. So 
you see a um, Chanel, there'll be loads of resources on Chanel, especially on that website, vintagefashionguild.org. I don't work for them, obviously, uh, just it is really useful. Um, and it's all free, they like someone actually uploads the information that they know, so it's a really valuable site to go and check out, just even if you're interested in it slightly. Um, you want to check like the thread, if it's a delicate garment, it's going to use delicate thread, it's messy, I'd stay away from it. Um, you want to check the sort of the design of like the piece of clothing that fits in with like the label because sometimes if pieces of clothing that weren't really designed, the pieces of clothing were damaged beyond repair, people will take the labels out and then put sew them into pieces of clothing that weren't originally done by that designer, which is sad, isn't it? But you can buy labels like that on eBay, it's awful, really, really sad. Um, that that's what some people do. But you really want to inspect it, you want to check that it's spelt right, because the amount of things that you see with channel, C-H-A-N-N-E-L, is hilarious. I've seen a mulberry bag with a um, tree upside down. <laughs> well, that, actually, that did actually take me, like, come on, who would buy that? Um, but check spelling, uh, check whether they're made, because a lot of things get confused, um, and there'll be... Um, and just really check to see where it's placed in the, in the garment as well. So you need to have all these things in mind. Don't rush your purchase. You can stand in the shop until they kick you out and just Google away before you commit to buying it because you don't want to be misled and then you spend a lot of money on something that isn't actually what you think it is, do you? Because that'd be very sad. So, yeah, so back to this. I knew how um, House of... I keep saying House of... Worth London was a very old brand. I think it started early 1800s but I need to double check that really because I've forgotten and then uh, the little top and then this little this skirt is so cool I love how much design has gone into a piece it's also another great indicator so we've got this beautiful satin sash waistband there's a slight bit of boning in the skirt which I've never seen before which again it would um, reference the age of the piece of clothing Again, if you are buying something because of this age, you need to really think about when certain fastenings that we take for granted now were around. So zips, uh, classically in the 50s, were in the back of the garment and then they moved to the side later on. Plastic zips didn't come into um, mass production to use in clothing for years and years and years. Uh, so metal zips were the thing and the only thing that you could use, again, as poppers and hooks that are hook and eye fastenings, um, which is what is on this skirt. So it's got a hook and eye fastened to the back, zip fastening here, so you can get it in. And then, what I really loved about this, because I think, oh my god, it's so cool, fully lined as well, and again it's so soft, it looks like it's barely been worn, is the fact that it has a metal zip all the way up the front. Now I've undone it so you can kind of see. So this is, oh, it literally goes all the way. So about here, so about two inches from the top of the waistband. Now I think this is really, really clever idea. So it allows you to wear this outfit however you like. You can show a bit more leg, or show you a little bit less. So I've never seen that on any skirt, let alone a piece of clothing which is as old as this. So I was really blown away by that little simple design detail. Again, it's been lovely lined, and it's got like a bit of braiding. There you go. Well done, camera. Detail around the edge. Very elegant. Lovely. Oh, I'm excited about trying that one out, actually. Oh, now. 
leather braided waist belt. Show that on there, you can see. Now, Jamia, I have heard of her. She is a very um, collectible designer piece that you will see. We'll see quite a few of her pieces out and about there. Um, I have had quite a few of her pieces before, um, but she is um, a lovely designer piece to own. I love this dress. I love, obviously, the braided neckline and how it's like a jersey fabric to this. 100% viscous, made in England, also another good sign of quality is if it's made in England. Um, and it has the correct label in it, because I've done my research. Again, highly embroidered label at the back, which is great. I love the romantic sort of design of this uh, dress. I love all that detailing on, on the sleeves there. It's got a nice weight to the fabric, so it hangs beautifully on. And sort of, sort of tab detail and pleating around the sides there. All finished off with, I think it has two pockets, yes, two pockets, love a pocket, and this um, matching fabric belt. So again, all these things added up, so as I'm thinking of something, even though like, if I go shopping with my mum or something like that, she's like, oh, you go so fast, you know, looking at everything. I always go to the end, I always go down to the bottom of the pile, I always go to the end of the shop, end of the garage, end of the loft, always, always, always. But I know what I'm looking for in my eyes, I can sort of... Now, because I've had so much experience in it, see something from afar, I think, oh, I like it, I like it, I like it. I try and play it cool. And so all these things, like once you start putting them into practice, they will get a lot easier and they will just become second nature, really. I've just got two more things to show you. Oh, no. Okay. So this is another design I hadn't actually heard of until recently. So it's a beautiful linen... Um, skirt suit fully lined with silk. Lining suit with silk is definitely a sign that it's going to be high quality, isn't it? Um, and it is by a designer called Ted Lapidus. There you go. Metal zip to the back, really pretty. Um, I instantly fell in love with the fastenings on this jacket. I just think it's so beautiful and different. I've never seen anything like it before little pleat details, ever so slight shoulder padding, just finish off this jacket perfectly. He is very collectible, he used to make menswear uh, and women's wear um, in the 70s to 90s, um, but no longer does that. You can still buy some perfume there of his I've recently found, and vintage perfume. I saw some unboxing on Instagram. So also a good place to do research, just obviously using hashtags. Um, really cute, super cute little linen suit. Um, the fastenings, one of the reasons why I wanted to show you this piece is what attracted me to it in the, uh, without me knowing he was actually a very desirable, collectible vintage design, designer. I just loved the whole cut and silhouette of this jacket, of this whole suit, it's like a little safari suit going on. Um, and he actually did invent the safari suit, is what I found out from my research. But the fastenings is what I really loved. And then when I found out all this and how he went to the safari suit, I was just like, so cool, so cool. And it's so cute. I think this look wicked more to like a little, um, to a summer wedding. So pretty. Now, I, w I don't really like red, but um, last week I did a how to wear a uh, vintage maxi skirt video in three different ways. So I'll link that here and go check it out because there's some good tips in there if I don't say so myself. <laughs> uh, I am joking, by the way. Um, but please go check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, this is by designer Angela Gore. Teeny tiny little label there. You can't actually see it. I will just describe it though. It is embroidered and it's like stitched on. 
it has a very old side lay linen which is very small again fully lined and i don't really like red but i liked like the length of this i'm six foot one it's ankle length on me you know a lot of skirt for mini here and i love the fact that it's got like a little crocheted edge to the to it so um i knew she was a good designer if i didn't i would still be attracted to this skirt because of, of the whole sort of boho hippie vibe going on very dolce gabbana this skirt is for me so as we do know fashion does tend to come around designers sort of copy other designers so that's why i bought this skirt but um it just proves that i learned about her from just reading about her on that website which you might think a bit sad but i just love it so it is worth just sort of having a little bit of read being on the bus or something you are trying to like uh enhance your vintage collection or your vintage knowledge now, I want to show you these two pieces here. They're not necessarily designer, but they are very collectible uh, vintage items to own. This coat. Now, if Kate Moss was here, I'm sure she'd be like, fine with this coat. I don't blame her. These uh, true like 60s to like early like 70s sheepskin embroidered Afghan coats are so hard to find. This is the first one I've ever owned in this sort of long silhouette. I've only actually ever owned two in the past. I've always, 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 always wanted to own a coat like this because not only are they so cool, I just think they're amazing. I love all the detail. It would have all had to have been done by hand. Look at that sort of uh, shearling like detail on it it's just so cool if you ever see a coat like this it is really worth buying something because it is so old it has that sort of renaissance and um everyone associates it with this sort of boho hippie vibe from the 60s and 70s these are so desirable coats like these absolutely amazing Gosh. it is just so you know like 29 degrees outside i'm willing to almost die for you These are, it is such a desirable coat, it really is. Anything with this sort of boho hippie vibe is huge. It's never going to be a trend that goes away. Um, these coats aren't just amazing to look at. They're so warm in winter and they're a real statement piece. You'll see lots of designers over the years keep like um, re-reducing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like making over again in their sort of way, but you can't beat the real McCoy, can you? And they are getting hard and hard to find because obviously they are sheepskins. So if you don't look after them well, like this one has been looked after, they can get damaged and they're very hard to repair if they are damaged. Another one here to show you is this like, I'll show you back because it's better actually. I embroidered like little gilet again really hard to find these especially in like this isn't this does have a few marks on it but it's still in really good condition and it's so highly decorative i actually think this is this is older than the one that i'm wearing happy happier happy happier <laughs> um wearing now that embroidery is amazing i love it uh, it's got really cute sort of like the stands Uzbekistan, Pakistan, and all that vibe going on to it. it is wicked these pieces 
will always be hard to find because they're hard to find now, so they're just going to get harder and harder to find. So that in themselves, even though they're not designer, they actually don't have any labels in any of these coats because they were um, usually handmade or made in small batches, uh, makes them desirable in their own right. So we've got the designer pieces over here, some uh, lesser known vintage designers, and then some pieces that aren't necessarily designers but are collectible in their own right. I hope you found this useful and I haven't rambled on for too long. I really appreciate you all watching me, especially if you watch to the end or even if you watch one second. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I shall see you next week. Oh, before I go, don't forget to comment below and tell me which one was your fave. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining my podcast. My name is Rachel Sudler and this has been Fashion Pod 101, your daily fashion podcast. See you tomorrow.